Hey friends, how you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're starting Daf Pevav, Daf 86 of Masech Tuxubis. Friends, yo friends, according to my calculations, this is the 1000th episode of Babylon Talmud. Which also means that this is the 1000th Daf of Masech Tuxubis, like, uh, of like Shas. Which I guess is also kind of cool. Huh. Alright. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Right. Alright. What does this daf even talk about? I think it continues talking about like that situation where like a guy is like mochel's ksuba and stuff. Alright. Fine. Yeah, more like ksuba y kind of things. Alright. Well, friends, let's jump in over here. Daf pei hei amud beiz. Okay, two lines from the bottom. Alright. Crave de derev nachmin. Zabinta liksubasa betovasanoyo igarsha ushriva osu katavela levarta amudur of Nachman leka de Lisba la eitsa tiza vetichala liksubasa de ima legabeavua vetersa mine. Okay, 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 okay. Alright. Okay, here we go. So, Remember the case that we had at the end of the daf yesterday? That Ruven has a document that says that Shimon owes him money. A thousand dollars. Ruven then sells that document to Levi. Ruven then says to Shimon, forget it, you don't have, I'm waiving the loan, you don't have to pay it back. So basically Levi's in trouble. Okay. And we said that not only can Ruvain waive it, but if Ruvain dies, his, uh, his, his, his heirs can waive it. Okay, fine. So now, let's switch up the situation a little bit. You have Ruvain is married to Sarah. Sarah has a Ksuba. What does a Ksuba say? Ksuba is a document that basically says that if they get divorced, so then Ruvain has to pay the Ksuba. So it's basically a document that says that she's owed money by Ruven. Now, what she does though is she sells her ksuba to Shimon. She sells her ksuba to Shimon. How does selling a ksuba work? It means that Shimon sort of sells, uh, buys the ksuba at a, at, 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 a, um, at a lower price because there's risk involved, right? Meaning, if, if um, she dies, well then he loses, right? Because if she dies, then the husband just inherits her and there's no payment, there's no ksuba payment, then he loses his money. But if they get divorced, or if he dies, then she doesn't get paid the ksuba, Shimon gets paid the ksuba. So he buys the, the ksuba at a low, at a discounted price, since he's taking on risk that in the event that she dies, he loses his money. But if they get divorced, or if he dies, well then he'll he'll be he'll he'll receive her ksuba, the full amount. So now here we kind of have a similar situation, right? Sare has a document that says that Ruvain owes her money essentially. Sare sells that document to Shimon. Sare and Ruvain get divorced, which means that Shimon is now able to collect this document from, from Ruven, who is the husband. Sare now dies, which means that her daughter inherits her and inherits this document. 
Now the thing is, Shimon's going to say that I, that Shimon has this document that says that he's entitled to receive the ksube, not the daughter. Since he purchased it from Sorry. So now, right, this is similar to the first case, right, when Ruvain sold the document to Levi, and now he's trying to collect it from Shimon, right? So in this case also, Sarah sold it to Shimon, and now Shimon's trying to collect it from Ruvain because Ruvain and Sarah got divorced. So, Krivte de Rav Nachman, so the relative of Rav Nachman, Sorry. So she basically sold her ksuba to Shimon. She got divorced, which means that Shimon's entitled to collect the document, the, the ksuba. Ushriva, and then she died. And now there's her daughter. So now Shimon was coming and saying, Look, I get the ksuba, not the daughter. Omdur of Nachman, Leka de Lisbala Eitza. Rav Nachman says, poor girl, who's gonna, who's gonna help her, right? Who's gonna essentially, right? We need a lawyer to, to, to see what can be done to help her. Tezil v'tichala l'chsubasa. And Rav Nachman says, look, you know, you know what she can do. There's a loophole over here. What she can do is, she could say to her father, Ruvain, look, I have this document, my mother's ksube, that says that you owe her money. Now the thing is that my mother sold it to Shimon, so Shimon's going to collect that money. But you know what? As we learned at the end of the daf yesterday, the Yorshim could be mochel, the document. So she says to Ruvain, her father, look, I have this, my, my mother's ksube that says that you owe money. I'm going to be mochel, the ksube. You don't owe anything. Oh. So now, she was mochel, the ksube. Ruvain doesn't owe her anything, but he also doesn't owe Shimon anything because the ksuba has been waived. And then it's a waiting game. Right? And then she just waits until her father dies, and then she inherits her father, and part of the, right, along with the ksuba, the value of the ksuba that he didn't have to pay to Shimon. That went that he got to keep, and she while she didn't get it right away, she waits until he dies, and then she gets it with the rest of the estate. Shama, so the daughter heard about this loophole, about this trick. Ozla achilte, achilte. So she did just that. She was mocha the to her father, said her father doesn't need to pay anything now. But then when he dies, he'll be able to she'll be able to inherit the entire right the estate, including this money that he didn't have to pay. But then Rav Nachman felt bad. He said, that's not right. I took sides over here. I basically, you know, the, poor Shimon. He purchased the Ksube. He spent money on it. And now he's going to lose his investment. You know, I took sides over here. How come initially he, he was willing to help his relative and in the end he felt bad? So Meikara Savar, well, initially he figured, right? don't hide from your relatives, right? He had this relative who was kind of stuck. She wasn't going to get any, if her mother died, she wasn't going to receive her ksube. So he wanted to help her out. But ultimately he felt, you know what? I'm a, in a position of influence and, you know, people are going to learn from my actions 
and uh, um, you know, and they might uh, do the same, and they might do it even uh, as Rashi says, Avshalolikrovim, even in situations where it's not necessarily to help out a relative. Interesting. That's very interesting. What would be the problem with doing it even if they're not a relative? Well, maybe because it wouldn't be nice, because it makes it's kind of doing a loophole. But what? So it's like being a lawyer, but the evidence. All right, I I am not going to take. I'm not. I am not getting into that. We need to go weiter. Now, Gufa Amr Shmuel says Shmuel, Hamocha Shtarchov Lachveru. So a fellow who sells a Shtarchov to his friend, Bechazer Mochalo Machul. Okay, so we said earlier that if Ruven has a document that says that Shimon owes him a thousand dollars, and then he forgives, right? And then and then Ruven sells that document to Levi, and then he forgives it to Shimon, which means that Levi can't collect it anymore. And even the, right, even Ruven's kids could be mochel, the shtar. Look, if, if Levi is smart, if Levi was smart, he would give Shimon some money and have them, right, have them write a new document that has Levi's name on it so that even if Ruven is mochel, his document, it's irrelevant because Levi has a document with his own name on it, and he's not going to be collecting a document that doesn't have his name on it, but somebody else's name on it, i.e. Ruven, right? So he'll write a new document with his own name on it, and then, you know, he avoids the whole situation. So now, Amemar says, well, okay, Ruven doesn't necessarily get off scot-free. Ruven was just a shtickle dishonest, right? Ruvain, Ruvain sold the, the document to Levi and then was mochlet to Shimon and now Levi loses out on his investment. So if you hold of Doyen Dina Degarme, Dina Degarme means that if somebody causes damage to his friend, he's liable for it, such as over here, that if Ruvain, by being mochel the document to Shimon, now makes Levi lose out on his investment. So if you say that Ruvain's responsible for that and we're going to hold him accountable, well then Ruvain's going to have to pay the thousand dollars of the document to Levi. Regardless of how much Levi paid for it, I assume. Mandelodo in Dina de but if you don't uh, hold of Dina de that if you don't hold that um, Ruvain is liable for causing Levi to lose his investment. So So then, look, Levi can just hold on to the document, but he won't be able to do anything with it. Um, there was once an incident, and Rafram forced, um, Rafram forced Ravashi, and they made, and they made, uh, you know, the, the, the fellow who caused damage collect it, and they were very mockpit on the, I guess, I think on the price, like a, Artists would be mocked on on having a a sort of very um, smooth surface for his paintings, i.e., that he had to pay back in full. Amar Abai says, Amar Amemar says, Amemar Mishmeder of Chama. Hayman di Iko Oleg Subas Isha Uvalcho. So if you have a fellow who um, is is liable to pay for his wife's ksuba, and he's also liable to pay a uh, creditor, the Isle Arav Isle Zuzay. And he's got money, and he's got property. So the creditor, he pays back with money. 
and to his wife, he pays the ksuba with land. Each one based on their din, right? Meaning the creditor lent him money, so he pays the creditor back with the money. The ksuba of the wife is, right, his karka, his, mishu, his, his property is meshuba to the ksuba, so he pays her with the karka. The e lo iko elachad ara, vilochazi elachad, and if there is only one property, and therefore, and it's only enough to pay either the creditor or his, uh, you know, his, uh, I guess, ex-wife. Levalchov yayvinon le liishelo yayvinon le. We use the property to pay back the creditor. Um, as Rashi says, shlotino delis bifne lovin, so as not to uh, lock. Doors before lenders, borrowers, right? That people aren't going to want to lend money if um, they have to be concerned about losing their um, their 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 loan, right? The amount of money that they lent. So, in order to keep loans happening, we look to protect the lender. And therefore, um, if there's only one property and there's only enough to pay either the the the, the creditor or the uh, um, ex-wife, so then we will pay the lender so as to keep loans healthy and you know kind of going keep people wanting to give loans my time how come how come he gets precedence that more than a man wants to get married a woman wants to get married so therefore i guess there is more of a i guess the the concern of um overrides uh the concern of maybe she won't want to get married okay Meaning she won't want to get married if, if she doesn't have the security of the ksuba. So it's more of a concern about Shalos and Odell's Bifnei Lovin. Okay. Amalei Rav Papa the Rav Chama. So says Rav Papa to Rav Chama. It says Rav Papa to Rav Chama. Vadid Amusim Mishmei the Rav. Is it true that which they say in the name of Rav? Hayman demaski be zuzei. That if a person owes money. Ve'isle Ayro. And he has property. And his creditor comes and says, you know, says, I want to get paid back. And the borrower says to the lender, to the creditor, Okay, so take from the land. Okay, so Shimon borrowed a thousand dollars from Ruven. Ruven comes to collect it. Shimon says, look, collect it from the land. We say to Shimon, so we say to Shimon, right, so look, Ruvain lent Shimon $1,000. Ruvain comes to collect it. Shimon says, look, I have land. Take the land. So we say to Shimon, Shimon, you sell the land, get the money from your land, and then use that money to pay back Ruvain. Ruvain doesn't have to now go and sell the land. So Rav Chama says, no, that, 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 isn't how, that isn't what Rav says. Emily Hava. So Papa says to Rav So what exactly did what exactly did happen? So Rav Chama says, Look, it was talking about a situation where, in this particular case, Shimon actually did have money to pay back Ruvain, but he says that this money belongs to an Oved Kuchav, and therefore he can't give it to Ruvain. And because he I don't know, did something that wasn't, um, um, that wasn't, I guess, encouraged. I'm not exactly sure what wasn't encouraged, what to be saving this money for the Ovid Kuchavim. But since he did, he did something improperly, 
So therefore, we say, look, in this case, Shimon, you're going to have to, you know, if you have money to give back Reuven and you're not going to use it to give it to him, so now you have land, Reuven doesn't need the headache of selling the land, you sell the land and give the money to Reuven. Omle Rav Kana, the Papa of Kana says to a popular Dido of the Omar, according to you that you say, that it's a mitzvah to pay back a creditor, right? So if Shimon borrows money from Reuven, it's a mitzvah to pay back Reuven. What if he says, look, I understand it's a mitzvah for me to pay back Reuven, but I don't want to do a mitzvah. So Papa says to Kahana, Tanina, we learned in a Mishnah Bamid when do we say that we give 40 lashes? Mitzvah's low say. If it's a mitzvah daraisa, it's a mitzvah's low say, and he doesn't do it, so then we give him 40 lashes. Right? If you violate the mitzvah's low say, so we give him 40 lashes. But by mitzvah's we say, look, make a sukkah, build a sukkah. He doesn't do it. Lulav we say, go get yourself a lulav, and he doesn't. Makin also we, we whip him until he dies. That'll teach him. And therefore, there's no such thing as Shimon saying, I don't want to pay, I don't want to do a mitzvah, I'm not going to pay back Reuven. There's no choice. He has to pay back Reuven. But Amine, Rami Barchome, Mirav Chizde, Rami Barchome, Asakashe, from Rav Chizde. Hareza Gitech, Velo, Tizgashibo El Achashloshim Yom. So Rami Barchome asked Rav Chizde, he says, what if a fellow says to his wife, here is your divorce document, but you're only going to be divorced in 30 days. And then what does she do? She takes the document and she puts it at the sides of Rishus Arabim. And imagine Rishus Arabim is like the star fair and then by the sides there are like houses and things and right next to kind of the houses where, you know, just kind of the side of it, side of Rishus Arabim, she, she leaves the document. Mao. So Amalei, so Chizde says, She's not divorced because Midrav based on what, 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 what Rav and Shmuel said the other day, that the creditor can only chaperain stuff, according to Reb Tarifun, can only chaperain stuff from the um, fellow who passed away if they are in Rishu Sarabim, i.e. they aren't in the possession of the orphans. One second. And, and if they were in some kind of like, uh, simta or something like that, um, it wouldn't work because, because, uh, because we would assume that it belongs to the orphans at that point. And here also. So since they are in Rishus Arabim, um, um, it's not considered in her possession. And we want to assume that the sides of Rishus Arabim are like Rishus Arabim. And therefore, they're not, it's not considered to be in her possession. And therefore, 30 days later, it's not in her possession and she's not divorced. Adraba, do we say one second? I'll say the punkt vakert, I'll say the opposite, Migoreshus. Shitake is divorced. That if Reuven says to Shimon, you know, pull this cow, but it's not going to be yours, it won't be yours until after 30 days. Right? So if Reuven says to Shimon, Shimon, pull my cow and then it'll be yours in 30 days from now. So in 30 days from now, it's Shimon's. Even if it's standing in a marsh, not, not, not in Shimon's house. 
Let's say that a marsh is just like the size of a shusarabim. And we're saying that even if it's in the marsh, it, it, it's it, it's going to be Shimon's property. So here also, I'll say that the divorce document in 30 days, even if it's in Sidi Rishisarab, will be considered in her property, and she should be divorced. Lo agam We say, no, the marsh is one thing, Sidi Rishisarab is a different thing. Even though in the marsh, uh, Shimon would acquire the cow, and the Sidi Rishisarab would not be considered in the wife's uh, property, and therefore she would not be Divorced. Those who say that Rav Chizataka said that she is divorced. Mid Rav Nachman because of her, right? The Rav Nachman and the cow in the marsh. And that the sides of Rishisaram are like the marsh, and just like in the marsh, um, Shimon would be cone of the cow. So also, when the documents in Sidi Rishisaram, she would be considered divorced. Adrabo, we try to say punkt fakert enemigoreshes that she would not be divorced. Midravu Shmuel, based on Rabin Shmuel, who say that Rishusarabim would not be considered a possession. My lavan Rishusarabim, my nuitzide Rishusarabim, and let's say that Rishusarabim is the same thing as tzide Rishusarabim, and just like Rishusarabim is not considered her possession, also Rishus tzide, just like Rishusarabim is not her possession, so also tzide Rishusarabim is not considered her possession. Therefore, she should not be divorced. Lo Rishusarabim luchud vitzide Rishusarabim luchud. No, we say here. In this, in the second version, that no, Sidi Rishusarabim is a different thing than Rishusarabim, and therefore in Sidi Rishusarabim it would be considered in her possession, and she would be divorced. We get to a new Mishnah, Moshevas Ishto Chenvonis. So a fellow who's got a store, right? A husband's got a store, and he and his and he is his wife is the storekeeper. Or she puts him in charge of the business, that she could be running his business. At any time that he wants, he could uh, make her swear that uh, she didn't take anything. Rebeleza says, forget about the business, even just things around the house. You know, uh, th- threads and or dough, you know, he can make her swear about anything that she didn't chop it around. Says the Gemari Barlu, they want to know. Rabbi Eliezer, when Rabbi Eliezer says that he can make her swear even on these like household items, are they Gilgul Kamar or the Chatrila Kamar? Does that mean he can only make her swear on the household items if he's already making her swear about something more substantial like his business? So if he's making it right, if she's the, if she's running his business and he wants to make her swear about something regarding the business, so once already he's making her swear about the business, he can then say, oh, by the way, I also want you to swear about the dough in the house. Or is that, no, even the Chathila, he could simply say, look, I want you to swear that you didn't steal any dough. Tashma, Kaminir, Amulo, Rebeliezer, they said to Rebeliezer, in Adam Darim, Nachash, Bechvifa, well, they said to Rebeliezer, look, you can't live with a, a snake in a, in, in, in a closed area, right? Meaning, what you're doing is going to make her upset, and that is not a recipe for success in your marriage. So I understand if Rebeliezer is saying that he can even make her swear about things like stealing dough. Well, yeah, I can understand why she would be upset and they would respond to him and say, look, you can't make her swear about that stuff because then she's going to be a very upset wife and that's you don't want to live together like that. But if you say that um, that um, he can only make her swear about like the thread and the, uh, and, and the dough, 
on account, you know, if he's already making her swear for something more substantial like, you know, running his business, so then he can also say, look, once already you're swearing for that, so then also swear about the uh, thread and the uh, dough and stuff, right? If you say that only in that way can he make her swear, well then why are they responding, hey, you're going to make her really upset? I mean, she's already swearing anyways. Well, So the says, not necessarily. You can say that maybe Rabbi Yezir is only saying that once already she has to swear for the business, so then we could say also swear about this. Well, then what, what, what's she going to be all worked up about? She's already swearing about the business. Well, she's going to be kind of upset that like, he's saying, you know what, if you really don't trust me that much, I, then, then leave me alone, I'm out of here. So therefore I can understand why they would respond and say, even if it's only a Gilgal Shavuah. If you have a fellow who did not make his wife potter from vows and oaths, and he appoints her as the shopkeeper, or he, or he put her in charge of his business to run the business, he can make her swear whenever he wants. If he didn't make her the storekeeper, or if he didn't put her in charge of the business, then he's not allowed to make her swear. No, even if he doesn't make her the storekeeper, appoint her as a storekeeper, or to run his business, he can still make her swear whenever he wants. Because every woman at some point is going to be in charge of the, 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 the threads and the doughs, things around the house. And therefore... And he can make her swear about those things as well. So Amulei, to which they reply, you know, a person's not going to want to live with a, um, with a, 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 you know, a snake in, in an enclosed area, i.e., you don't want to make her upset like that. So so we see that Rebbe was saying that even, right, he says, even if she's not running the business, still, he can make her swear about anything. So we see that it's even, Friends, I gotta run. That was that pevav of Masechta Ksubis. And yeah, we talked about like those uh, different ways of like the uh, swears of when people buy and sell documents and stuff like that. Friends, um, that was a thousand, thousandth episode of Babylon Talmud. Pretty nutso. Peace out.